Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Andy Rourke and this is the Uncharted Veterinary Podcast. Guys, got a great one today. It's super fun. One. It's fun. It's, it's one that people need right now. Uh, the question was, how do I make Saturdays fun? My people are working on Saturdays and I want them to, to have a fun day. And Stephanie and I get into it and I really love it. I think this is a great episode. I think it's one that a lot of people want to want to hear about. How do I how do I make little bursts of fun in my practice? And so that's what we tackle right now. Guys, I am riding a high because uh, this past Saturday, I did uh, my first Saturday workshop for Uncharted. We did a team buy-in workshop, and it was awesome. I mean, people were so into it and so engaged, and the conversation was great. And I just, God, I just want to do it again. Uh, it made me it made me so, 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 so happy. And if you're like, oh man, that sounds super fun. Uh, fear not, we got another uh, workshop coming up like this. Me and Stephanie Goss, uh, my co-host from this podcast, are doing a two-day team communication workshop. We're going to walk you through um, a communication um, assessment tool. Uh, we use DISC. We're going to walk you through DISC um, and do it on yourself. And we're going to talk about it. And then we're going to talk to you, talk to you about how to use it with your team. And then we're going to talk about how to have hard conversations using it. And then we're going to talk about how to use staff, uh, how to use it in staff meetings to make great staff meetings. It's a two, you're like, that sounds like a lot. It's a two-day workshop. It's a two-day workshop. It is going to be open to the public. Uh, I will let you know. You can head over to unchartedvet.com and uh, look at members and you can see upcoming uh, courses and you can look at that and you'll see it there. Uh, we'll have registration information out very, very soon. And I'd love to see some of you guys there. But anyway, it's going to be a great class. It's free to Uncharted members. So if you've been on the fence about joining Uncharted, uh, now's a pretty good time because you'll get that $2.99 course uh, for free for being a member. And that's that's half your membership right there. So anyway, guys, that's what, uh, that's what I am fired up about is coming down the pipes. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. And now, the Uncharted Podcast. And... Our back, it's me and Stephanie. Live it up like it's the weekend gone. <laughs> oh, I really like that one. Uh, How's yeah. it going, man? It's 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 crazy, but it's good. It's good. <laughs> um, the weather here is beautiful. I love the fall in the south, and the leaves are changing and falling. And um, the how ha- uh, the Halloween candy is starting to show up at the vet clinic, which I like a lot. <laughs> Because I got a bad sweet tooth, I'm I'm bad about it. But I uh, I got into some, I got into some uh, Tootsie Rolls, uh, not just from Antec, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the What's the most popular uh, candy at your clinic? Like, oh, I don't know, because has... it's long gone. Whenever I see it, like whatever <laughs> it is, it, I never see it because the tags are like if Rourke sees this over, yeah. Yeah, for me, I'll tell you what's not Starburst. <laughs> like, we have freaking piles. Like, it's funny. There'll be a bag of mixed candy, and then there's just Starburst left. Oh, uh, that's like, so funny. That's so funny. That's a big That's a big favorite at my clinic. Oh, yeah. Now, at my clinic, that is. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> the assorted candies, and I walk in, and it looks like a bag of Starburst. Just uh, Starburst. <laughs> anyway. So, oh man, oh, that's it for me. Uh, we got um, we got a fun one today. Yeah. So, so yeah, we got uh, we got a good one about having fun. Um, yeah. This one, I, came... think, I think people need to have some fun. I, I think a lot of people are looking. I think a lot of people are looking for fun. Totally, and I think this one makes sense anytime. But I love it right now, especially as we're heading into. Um, the shorter days of the year. This one, uh, this one came from the mailbag, and it's from a veterinarian who practices in New Mexico. And they said um, that uh, they have obviously seen you speak at uh, WVC, and they're really enjoying the podcast, which is awesome. We love our love listeners. To hear that. Love to hear that. Um, and they were asking I about wondering if we could do a podcast about ways to make the workplace more fun. Specifically, they are looking to build morale for those of us who have to work the weekends, especially during COVID. Any ideas on how I can make working weekends less of a drag and perhaps even something that some of the team may look forward to, which I thought was awesome. I, I think that is awesome to aspire to. Um, I, yeah, I think that's totally, I, I love that. that is, I love that as a goal. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a big, hairy, audacious goal is I want people to be excited to come to work on Saturday. 
Man, that's a gr- that's a great like <laughs> north star. I'm serious. Yeah. That's a great north star to work towards. And I'm not saying like, oh yeah, we're just going to do it. Um, but I think that that is a wonderful uh, spot on the horizon to look forward to. Yep. Yep. Especially, I think the point is well taken. Right now, it's it's extra hard, right? Like work in general is overwhelming, and so. Um, you know, the COVID crazies are still going strong into fall. And so I think, um, I think the idea of working when it's crazy and working weekends, which tend to be crazy busy most of the time, um, you know, adds a whole nother, um, layer of, of things to consider in terms of getting people excited to work those shifts. So, yeah, I agree. So let's, Let's talk about this question specifically. So okay. let's let's talk about how to make the weekends fun. Uh, and I think a lot of these things can be extrapolated out, but that's not exactly what uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Weekend is is asking us here. Um, the The question from him is, how do I make people excited to come in on Saturday, which is particularly hard. And so mm-hmm. we're going to talk about some general culture stuff, but I really do want to talk about how we make a certain day special or a certain part special. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. Let's start with Headspace. Um, okay. There's some groundwork that we have to do. Uh, so let, let me just, let me, I'll ask you first. Um, just at a high level general groundwork that we have to be laid so that we can have a great Saturday. Cause there are some things everyone hates each other all week long. They're not going to love each other on Saturday. Right. <laughs> that is a true story. Yeah. You basic, basic good culture stuff still applies. One of the big things for me is, and I've just, I've really, the, this year has, has really hammered this into me and it will affect my thinking forever. I think, um, we need to know each other as people. And that doesn't mean you have to be all up in other people's personal lives, but we should know as people, we should know people as more than the person who's good at drawing blood. Yep. The person who's, um, who's good at getting clients to do senior blood work. Like we should, we should know the people we work with. We should know what they like, what they, what they enjoy, what their hobbies are, you know, like what they, what they do when they go home. And again, not talking about prying into personal stuff, but I want to know this person as an individual. If, you know, um, if they, if there's something I do to help them, I, I want to help them and I want to know them. And I just, I just want to, I want to have that connection with them. I, I really flipped the switch uh, from thinking of vet teams. And I still call them teams. I have to figure out a better way to say it, but I talk about vet teams. I really think of them more now as vet communities because mm-hmm. COVID has uh, caused at least me and my team to really lean in on each other a lot for support. And we are a community and we depend on each other and we look to each other and we support each other. And the greater outcome that we create is, is bigger than any of us as individuals uh, could create. And I think that that's really the definition of a community is that interdependence. We need each other Mm -hmm. and what we create together is greater than the whole. And, And you could say that about, about teams, but to me, a team seems much more like we get together for a specific purpose um, like before we get together to play the game and then we leave. And what I think what we found with COVID is, um, that's often not rewarding to show up to work and just to play the game and then to leave. I, I think that right. we, I think that we are a community in most practices and, and, and you hear a lot of practices say we're family. I, I, to me, I think the, the phrase is community. I, I get why people say they're, they're family, and and I've kind of discounted that in the past, but I don't I don't so much anymore. I, I hear what they're saying, and I understand the importance of it, of of feeling like you're like you're part of something, and so so that that community feel I think is is important. Well, and I think for a lot of people, at least for me, the danger zone in using family is watching practices use the idea of family to excuse toxic behavior and say, well, we're, we're family and you can't choose your family. So we just deal with whatever, whatever it is, right? Like, um, that's a part of being a family. And to me, that, that's the challenge that I have with family. I love the idea of a community, um, because it definitely implies that there is more connection than just a team, which I love the way that you phrase that. It makes so much sense where you show up for a mutual purpose, you do your job, you do your job well, and then you go home at the end of the day. And that, that may be 
the culture of your practice. Um, I don't know that either of us is advocating for an environment where everybody is like super entwined in everybody else's personal mm. lives. Cause that's nope. a whole other end of the spectrum, right? right? For me, the happy medium's kind of in the middle where I want to, I want a team where we, I, we all, we know each other's, you know, partners names. We know each other's, uh, you know, kids, we know what's going on in general, high level overview. There may be some people that I'm connected to and I might hang out outside of work, but I want an environment where everybody feels like we can get together every once in a while and do something together after work and enjoy it. But I don't feel like I have to call them and hang out with them every day after, after work. Yeah, that, I, that's my own personal happy medium. And I think everybody falls somewhere along the spectrum in terms of what makes them happy. There's definitely a spectrum there. And I think you put your finger right on it. The, the thing I like about community over the metaphor of family is um, you can't, you can't fire grandma. Right. Um, like, <laughs> Right. But a community, but a community self regulates, right? If you have someone in the community that's continually causing problems, acting, out, not you know, taking advantage of others, they're going to be shunned from the community. Right. They're going to be expelled from the community because you can't show up, take advantage of the of the people in your community, give nothing back to the community, and expect mm-hmm. to still be included. Like that's that's not how communities work. So I, I think that uh, I think that 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 point of of being able to exclude bad behavior, I, I think that that's why I like community as a metaphor, better than family. And, um, and I think your other point about knowing each other's business, I, I, I do not know the personal lives of my neighbors, but I know when their begonias bloom and I know that they enjoy, um, gardening. And I know that their kids are playing baseball and I walk my dog past and talk and all their little kids are in their little uniforms and they're going and getting in the car. Like, yeah, I know that like, that's the level that I know those communities. I, I feel like I know those people. I know what they do. I know what they like. I know what their hobbies are, uh, you know, keep an eye on their house when they're out of town. But again, I'm not, I'm not in their marriage and I don't want to be, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. so that's, that, that's, that's it. So, okay. We, we get in that rabbit hole. Cause I, I just, I feel like that's, that's really important. And I think, I think, I think if you don't buy into that to some degree, uh, building a culture on Saturday is going to be really, really hard. But that's kind of the 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 basis for me is people should know each other. They should feel connected to each other. They should feel interdependent on each other. And, and once you have that, I think the opportunities for doing fun stuff, especially making like the weekend stuff a lot more tolerable, I think those opportunities are absolutely there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. When we started, before I hit record, you said, are you going to tell them uh, to break out the Nerf guns? And I want, I want you to unpack what you meant when you said that, because I think this is an important point. So, uh, I, I was teasing because we have, uh, we have a mutual friend who is a practice manager and practice owner, our friend Jen Galvin. And, uh, Jen did a workshop for Uncharted about how to make work fun in a lot of ways. Um, and one of my favorite Uncharted moments was the fact that I got to pack two giant Tommy gun style Nerf guns with me to Kansas City so that Jen could uh, talk to everybody about how to make work fun. And uh, it was the best to be able to pull those out and be like, we're going we're gonna to have some fun while we're here. But I think, I think there's two levels of, of fun, right? I think there's the Nerf gun over the top. Let's really break up the moment and do something um, intense and focused in terms of fun and then I think that there's, um, that's the once in a while, right? Like for me, that's the, let's do a, let's do a team, uh, you know, team uh, meeting where we have Olympics or we do a competition or we do something fun in, in the practice. It's a one and done. It's the, let's take a trip to the zoo or let's go do an escape room together. It's the big stuff, um, that does make work fun and, um, it's also not the stuff that is sustainable and you can do on a regular basis. And so I think there's also another level for me of things that is about creating an ongoing, fun, engaging atmosphere for the team that may not be as over the top. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I think um, there's a lot of things we could do to make a fun day. And mm-hmm. I, I think that may that may be uh, that may be, be just a general team building episode. I think we've had an episode like that before, but mm-hmm. um, 
we should, we could probably bring that back and be like, hey, here's a quick one shot morale booster, mm-hmm. and we talk about um, yeah, we talk about there's a lot of different stuff that we can do, but we're talking about those um, those celebrations. We're talking about um, I like um, you can buy you can buy escape room packages where you make an escape room yourself and, mm-hmm. and set it up in the vet clinic and, and let your team do an escape room in your vet clinic and they're together. And I, I like that stuff. And I just say that because, uh, you know, maybe you're not comfortable going to an escape room right now. And, mm-hmm. uh, but there's still a lot of other things we can do. So that's where the one, the one shot thing, <clears throat> I want to talk about making Saturdays fun. And I mean, Saturdays are on a repeated basis. So it was funny because, you know, Steph, you and I kick back notes, um, back and forth and I opened up your notes from this and your number one and my number one, are exactly the same as far as what comes into my mind. So we're going to talk about influencing people's day, and we want Saturday to be a special day. Psychologically, uh, what we need are some signs and signals to so that our people remember it's a special day, right? If we walk into work and everything seems exactly the same, and we're like, hey, it's Saturday, remember it's Saturday. I mean, I, I think the the general idea of, hey, it's Saturday, I'm going to be off tomorrow, it, you know, makes everybody kind of a, a bit happier. But if you really want to make Saturday a special day, we need some psychological uh, symbols that <laughs> mark it as different. And you mm-hmm. and I both had the first one. One of my first ones that pops into my mind is so easy, and it's just free, is it's some music, and I think I think starting the day off having some. You did that. Maybe it's just back in the staff area. Maybe it, you know it's a way. I'm not talking about. Uh, I'm not talking about rocking out the you know the the cat room um, or, or or blasting you know uh, Miss Delawall out the out the front door with our thumping speakers. But um, but I want to set the tone. I, I want to set the tone, right? Um, yeah. And so so. So music was one of the first ones. Let me let me step back even further than that. One of the things that and I was I was I wasn't a, I didn't get this early in my career. And um and, and you can definitely screw it up really easily. Um having a separate dress code for Saturday, I'm not convinced it's a bad idea. And um, you know, I used to wear a a, a tie, a shirt and tie. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to practice every day, and, and I did it for years. And and, and I'm I'm not saying it's it's bad. I worked in an upscale part of Washington D.C. Um, and and it was yeah, it was good. I don't mm-hmm. I don't I don't regret mm-hmm. it. But I have seen in a number of different practices on Saturday a different dress code, a relaxed dress code, uh, or even just 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 something that's not the norm that we wear Monday through Friday is a way to make Saturday different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I work at a practice is a super busy practice, and they're open from I think we see appointments from eight thirty till I think we see our last appointment at noon, and we try to be out of there at one. Um, and we let the staff wear blue jeans, mm-hmm. so they they can wear uh, t-shirts and their cleave their um, their vet clinic t-shirts, mm-hmm. and uh, and they wear and they wear blue jeans, and I can go back and forth about it, and I'd be like, hey, you know, that's, that seems a bit informal, but in another way. They really do love it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it seems mm-hmm. like a man, it's Saturday. We got our jeans on and our t-shirts on and we are just getting this done. I've seen other practices that, you know, where the staff generally doesn't wear scrubs or the doctors in front desk don't wear scrubs, but then they can kind of wear scrubs or even encouraged to wear scrubs on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Just as sort of a like, mm-hmm. Hey, we're, uh, we're being comfortable. And that those types of changes are definitely things to consider. There's ways to do them, uh, that, that look professional, but that also send this vibe of this is a fun day. This mm-hmm. is a step down day or, or even, Hey, we, we know you're giving up your Saturday to be here. Um, even that's when you're scheduled. What do you think about that, Stephanie? Am I way off base here? Yeah, no, I, I think that that is, um, I think that that's a good one. It's, it's funny. Um, when I first, when I f- first moved up to here to Washington, there's this, there's this, movement here and I don't understand it because I don't do football it's not my thing at all and I know um (laughs) some community members who are probably listening right now who are gonna flip their lids because I am not a football fan it's not my jam when I moved here to uh the greater Seattle area there is this phenomena of uh, Blue Friday, and they are obsessive Seahawks fans in in the area, and I was just immersed in this weird culture that I didn't understand when I first moved here. And my team was like, um, you know, I one of the first expectations I I set was I'm gonna 
actually create a handbook and here's our dress code. And the team was like, well, what about Friday? And I was like, what do you mean? What about Friday? And they were like, well, it's blue Friday. Duh. And I was like, what, what is that? And it's this whole thing here where all kinds of uh, work environments on Friday, everybody can wear their Seahawks gear and Mm -hmm. they wear Seahawks colors and they wear jerseys and whatever. And I was so resistant to it in the hospital because I was like, I don't want to scare our patients. I don't want you guys wearing, you know, um, dangly earrings. I don't like I was looking at some of what other businesses were doing and letting employees do. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, it's kind of cutesy and it's fun. But how would that apply in a in a vet practice? And I was really I was really worried about it for for a while. Um And then I realized, like, it was so important to some members of my team and not Mm -hmm. for the reasons that I thought. I mean, yes, they love football, but more because, like you said, psychologically, there was some break in the monotony for them to to be like, ah, I can wear my fun scrubs or I can, you know, I can buy different scrubs for this reason and it's something to look forward to and it's something to celebrate. And I fought against it um, for a really long time for, for reasons that, I don't even know that I understand, but, but I think it was because I was missing the point yeah. and it wasn't, it wasn't because it was about football. It wasn't because it was about, uh, you know, even the Seahawks, even though that was their like North star from, from, from this example, it was about making change and doing something that was fun for them. And what I realized is that I don't have to get it. I don't have to care, but it's something that the team really enjoyed. And so was I going to suck? I, I was the sole sucker that sucked all the fun out of that for them. And I yeah. was like, when it, when the light bulb went off and I got it, I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I get it now. And yes, wear whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I know why you did that. I know why you felt that way. Cause you imagine the exam room door flying open and Dr. Rourke with a Viking <laughs> helmet and a, and a blue face paint being like, let's do it. And like the, the cat carrier just, you know, bursting apart as the, as fluffy flees for her life. Well, uh, I totally did. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. I think, you know, I think we catastrophize these things. Okay. But, but that's, that's the psychology that I'm talking about guys. Um, like yeah. we've all got these little triggers in, in our, in our, in our, in our brains that have been established over time. My kids get up on Saturday morning and, and come and lay on the couch and watch TV and eat cereal. Right. And, that, that, um, just that process of opening their eyes, it's Saturday, let's go sit and watch TV and eat cereal. It is going to become a thing for them, right? It is a, it is, it sets them up for this, the day that they love and just a general good day, free from responsibility. And I have no doubt that they get all sorts of warm, fuzzy feelings just getting on the couch and turning on the TV. And it's not because of their love necessarily for watching TV or being on the couch, but it's after a while you associate these, yeah. these things. Um, I'm trying to remember. I, um, hey, some people feel this way with like pumpkin spice. Okay. And so bear with me, bear with me. Um, pumpkin spice. Let's just, let's take Starbucks lattes or pumpkin spice lattes. I firmly believe that people's obsession with pumpkin spice is not about the flavor pumpkin spice. Cause mm-hmm. if you just had pumpkin spice, you would get sick of them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And there's a million other flavors that are just as good, but people drink pumpkin spice because it connects them to the holiday season. Mm-hmm. That, that's what mm-hmm. I think. I sure. think it connects them to Thanksgiving and being together with family. It, you know, it connects them with um, warm, puffy, comfortable clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it connects mm-hmm. them with uh, their religious holidays. You know, it's it just, I, I really, I don't believe that people deeply love pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. I believe that because of the seasonality Pumpkin spice is a symbol for a meaningful piece of their life. And I know this, this may seem extreme, but that's what I'm trying to get out here with building out great Saturdays is what is the symbol, the meaningful piece of, um, of their life that right. you are trying to draw back, back in. And, and I don't know the answer. Uh, I don't mean to overstate it. But I think that those types of psychological triggers are what we're looking for if you want to make a special day in your practice, right? Yeah. You're looking for the pumpkin spice that's only there on Saturday. 
Like right. that, that's really it. Yeah. So, and, so I totally agree with you. And I, that's par- actually part of why I put, um, for my number one music, um, to, to bring it back to that example, I think we both have separate reasons why we chose, uh, music as number one, but I think, um, I think for me, uh, I think about it from a day perspective, um, because at my, uh, practice, um, that I was at in California before I moved to Washington, um, we had two male doctors and all female staff for a while. And so, um, you know, the, (laughs) the most unlikely thing that I ever could have imagined, uh, was the fact that we would have a tradition and we had a tradition called boy band Friday. And every Friday morning we would, we would put on the Pandora in our treatment room and it would get cranked up and it would be all boy band music. And we would have a dance party in the treatment room between patients and even our male doctors who that was not their music choice let me tell you uh to be listening to backstreet or NSYNC but they would dance with us and we would have fun and make it about those small moments and obviously the um tone is going to change when you have an emergency come in or a euthanasia or something like that but it's about finding those little moments and music affects mood so much i mean there's a million scientific studies by brains way smarter than mine about why music is important. And so for me, that's a very powerful tool that you can use to make it fun. And it's that same thing about, you know, making Saturdays have an optional dress code. You could have um, music just subtly influence your day. You know, maybe every team member gets a turn getting to be in charge of the Spotify for Saturday or Sunday or whatever day, you know, give them something to, enjoy and learn about each other. When we let each other have control of the Google in our treatment room and I get to hear what individuals on my team choose as their musical choice, it teaches me so much about each individual person on the team. And I love that. I love getting to know what their music style is, what makes them happy, um, what you know lifts their moods up. I think that that's so important. I want to go back to the doctors. You said, you know, they, this was not their music, but they were on board. That's that's the voice of experience. It's the same thing when, with, with Blue Friday, and you were like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I, I think that there's a certain level of experience as a leader where you come and you say, this is not my thing. This is maybe not how I would even do it. This is not this is not light my fire. Right. But, but it's their thing. Right. They own it, and they created it. And so... I'm going to have a whole lot better luck supporting the pumpkin spice that they picked out as opposed to make it a corporate program. Like, uh, Hey God, so we're going to start, we're going to start, um, hip hop Saturday morning. Um, and so check your inbox because we'll be laying out a list of nineties uh, hip hop songs that are appropriate. It's a short list. And, and, you know what I mean? Like I would not go with boy band Saturday either. <laughs> but but if the st- if the techs are in a great mood and they're laughing, I'll turn it up. You know what I mean? And and I'll and I will and I will support it. You know why? Because they're in a great mood, and that makes my right. life a lot better. Right. And and I can get on board with it. Same thing with you. You come in from the outside. You have no interest in Blue Friday. Like I don't know what this is. I'm not a sports person. <laughs> blah 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 blah. It doesn't matter. It's they're excited about it and right. they're doing it. And so I think the smartest thing you could do is buy a Seahawks jersey. Right. And where, I mean, I'm not kidding. Like uh, this is, this is not hyperbole. This is, this really right. is, it is spotting what their cues are. Right. And then, and then jumping on them. I'll tell you one. I, um, I love Chick-fil-A. Um, like just, here's why. Okay. Um, when I grew up Chick-fil-A, it, it started in Georgia and, um, I live, I grew up in North Carolina and so, so not, not too far away and Chick-fil-A, we got there pretty early. So I remember being in the eighties and Chick-fil-A was only inside of the mall, mm-hmm. Yep. you know, like, yep, only I remember that. And so it was always a special treat when I got to go to the mall because I just want, I just wanted to get, there's a bookstore in the mall right. that I thought was really cool. And there's a video or game arcade I wasn't allowed to go into, but I always snuck right. in there and like, <laughs> and that was the only time I got Chick-fil-A and I would get their nuggets right. and the Polynesian sauce and stuff like that. I still, to this day, it's a pumpkin spice for me. You know, right. like, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's a special thing from my childhood that I used to love. And now I get some Chick-fil-A and, like, it just makes me feel 
good at a deep, you know, at a, at a deep, like emotional level. Yeah. And that, that's what we're looking for. You couldn't say to me, Andy, you're going to have a deep emotional response to, you know, to, to Ruby Tuesdays. I'm like, no, right. no, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. You kind of have to work with what's already there. And, right. and yeah, yeah. And that, that's, that's it. So when I say turn on the music, you having a corporate program to play upbeat music on Saturdays is, is maybe not going to accomplish things we want. Right. But if you can hand over some control to the staff or set the tone or just support what they do, that's, that stuff matters. And again, music is, it, it can be a subtle thing, but it does set a tone. Mm-hmm. It, it really does. And I, the other, the other piece of it from a music perspective that I thought about was um, I, um, my, very first clinic, we went through a management and training program and, and, um, the, um, company was, a Tony Robbins, um, Mm -hmm. company. And I got to watch him speak and, uh, you know, he's one of those speakers that is like larger than life. And I watched the whole process and the lights and a big part of it was music and the getting the, getting the crowd excited. And I, I started thinking about that and thinking about what that experience was like for my team. And we actually created our own practice playlist after having gone through that together because we we're like, Oh, that was such a good song. And we did that that first morning and everybody was energized. And it was back in the days when you had mixed CDs and we made a CD and it played in, our, in the stereo in our treatment room for years where when we needed to pump it up, we threw on our, our playlist and we got excited. But it's the same thing. Like when you speak and you have music on before everybody comes in the room and everybody's talking and everybody's getting excited and it really helps set the tone and energizes things. And it's a lot of different, if you watch, um, speakers, they all have different music that they pull from and it lends to their personality and may have nothing to do with the music that they actually enjoy listening to outside of work. But there's actual true science about how music affects our brains and our brain chemistry. And so I think it's really important to think about it from that ex- that perspective is like, think about that feeling when you go to a conference and you're sitting in the room for five minutes before the speaker starts you can't help but feel that infectious energy when the music is going and the speaker's getting fired up and people sitting in the audience are getting fired up. And for me, it's about how do I create those little moments for my team and use music to help do it? Yeah, the analogy I always use, so, so I always play music before I speak, whenever whenever I can. And I turn it and I turn it up and I always play upbeat stuff. Like we play, uh, we will play boy band music, but we play a lot of um, hooked on a feeling and, you know, just, just fun, like da- uh, dancing queen, like stuff like that. I, I mean, some, some doobie brothers, like I love that stuff, just upbeat stuff. And here's why, because I, I, I watch people in, in the session. So I've been doing this about a dozen years. I've been talking to different audiences about, about that communication stuff. And things. Um, and the analogy that I draw is this, like, you know, when you go into the movie theater and the, and the previews haven't started yet, but people are just sitting there mm-hmm. and there's no, there's no music on or anything like that. And it's just silent and people might like whisper to each other, but nobody wants to be the person who's talking loudly in the, in the movie right. theater. And so I, w- I just remember I would always go in and I would feel this, it's almost like oppressive silence. And, and, and it's like, I don't want to say anything because nobody else is saying anything and it just feels like it would be rude. And, you know, um, it, it's almost like walking into a church when, when it's just silent and you don't want to break right. the silence. Well, I don't want that in, in my lectures. You know what I mean? I want people who are comfortable to say, Hey Andy, what about this? Or to laugh at the story that I'm telling, uh, and have a good time. Right. I don't play the music really to, um, to entertain people. I don't really care if they like the music or not. I play the music to set the tone and to raise the volume up where they'll talk to each other, you know? And then the next thing, you know, as I start to lecture, what I found is, um, people in the audience are more receptive to engaging with me than they used to be after an hour of me lecturing. I don't have to talk to them for an hour to get them to the place of their comfort where they're like, okay, you know, I'm going to say something. I'm going to, I'm going to let my hair down a little bit here and talk to this guy. Um, I could cut that whole first hour out in building trust and engagement by picking some music and turning it up and, and creating the atmosphere. And it just moved my, my whole educational process along and was super, I mean, it was pure business decision, but I do enjoy it. But, but that's why it came there it was not just, Hey, I'm bored. Let's play music. It was a well thought out 
plan and I've stuck with it for 10 years now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but that, that's, that's exactly what we're talking about in, in the clinic. Like there's, there's vet clinics that I've worked in and you go in and they do not have music. And if they do yeah. have music, it's like Muzak and it is kept right. at a low volume. It's right. a clinic you walk into and, and you would start to laugh and people would go, shh, like, like that's like how in the library. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt very much like a library. And again, yeah. that's that's how their practice is. And, um, you know, it, it, that's just that's how they run it. And that's fine. But those people are not going to have the fun Saturday. They're not having fun Saturday unless they turn music on on Saturdays, at which point people would be like, holy crap, it must be Saturday. Right. Right. Or or, you know, that my my California practice, same same one. Uh, that was very much the front of the hospital. It was very, very business. Our our team at the front all wore business clothes. It was it was very um, professional. My doctor, just like you, my doctors wore uh, you know coats and ties. It was very professional. But in the back, it was business up front, party in the back. Like that's the thing is that you can you can find ways to still make that fun for your team. Um, even if that's your work environment. And so it's for you, it's about, for our listeners, it's about figuring out what works for them in their hospital, because it's a, it's a very powerful tool um, for each of us to use. And it's going to be different in each hospital. And that's the point, right? Make it your flavor of fun. If you're in an area of the country, country where, you know, your, your team is all listening to country music, make that your jam. Maybe it's boy band Friday. Maybe it's, maybe it's reggae, whatever it is for your team. That's a, again, it's a small thing, but it's finding out about who they are as people. What do they enjoy? What makes them happy and pushing that lever, um, to, to elevate the mood. Yeah, I completely agree. And music is a metaphor. Again, for me, it it is an easy tool. It doesn't have to be music. It really, but it it still all comes back to the pumpkin spice trigger. Um, (laughs) Mm-hmm. In my mind, uh, other triggers that I have seen is we have bagels on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Somebody hits Panera on the way in, but like right. they're there or we have donuts in the break room. Right. And I'm not, it, it's, it's the way that you think about it and the way you set it up. If you're like, I'm going to give them donuts as a gift and I hope that they'll appreciate them. Right. I think, I think you're going to be disappointed. What happens is they just quickly come to expect that there'll be donuts on Saturday. Right. You know? <laughs> And then they stop saying thank you for the donuts because it's just we have donuts on Saturday. They, right. they think there's some auto delivery service that that has been set up, you know. <laughs> um, and, and and I've heard people go down that path of like, but they don't appreciate it. And stuff. Right. I don't think that you do Panera on Saturday or donuts on Saturday as necessarily a sign of appreciation. You can you can say that and and you can and you can make that point and, and you wouldn't be wrong. But I think you're a whole lot more successful making donuts into the pumpkin spice trigger right. where they come in on Saturday morning. They're wearing their uh, polo shirt that you uh, plug for lands in here. Stephanie Goss can can get on a soapbox <laughs> about this. But they, they come in they're They're not they're They're wearing their polo shirts and jeans. And there's music playing in the break room uh, or back in the treatment room. And then there's breakfast, there's coffee and bagels that's there for them for work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's the triggers that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how we make Saturday stand out a bit. And it's a subtle thing. It doesn't mean people aren't going to have bad days and they're not necessarily going to come in and ready to party, but we don't want them ready to party. We, we're, we're here to work. Right. We're here to work and do a good job. But those little things, man, they, they do matter. Mm-hmm. I, I have uh, worked in a hospital where... Um, we did potluck and everybody took a, took a, um, turn bringing stuff in again. It was about, um, you know, food provides a connection in a similar way that music does. Um, and so I, I love that. I think vet clinics were highly food motivated. And I think for a lot of practices and for a lot of team members, food can be used as an appreciation tool. And I think you, when, you said that if you set it up that way and you're expecting to feel appreciation from it, you probably will be disappointed. Um, because I think that it's not, um, that's not necessarily the intention. I love the idea of it being about creating the pumpkin spice and using food to do it because food is something that connects so much of us. And so again, an opportunity to learn about your team. Does everybody have a favorite 
breakfast food. When we did potlucks, I tried so many different foods um, as a team member that I had never thought about trying from a breakfast perspective um, or from people's um, uh, cultural backgrounds and dishes that team members brought in. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is um, amazing. And I, I tasted so many things. And I also learned about my team members. Like, why was this dish their favorite? Because their mom made it every weekend growing up or, um, you know, because they did this special thing with somebody else in their family and this was the dish that they learned how to make or whatever. I, it's an opportunity of endless proportion to learn about each other from a human perspective. And I, I think that's the thing that I love about food. I was working at a clinic one time and uh, we do a potluck and uh, there was one dish and I was like, this is amazing. And the other technicians, when they could get me alone, got me alone, they were like, look, we've seen their, we've seen her house don't eat this. Don't just whatever she brings. Just don't eat it. And I was like, what? <laughs> and they were like, like, just trust us. Uh, <laughs> she's got like 37 cats. Um, and, uh, you do not want to eat anything that came out of her house. Uh, and that's the only time I lived through it. Uh, it's, uh, but, <laughs> but, but that was the funniest thing about a potluck. I was like, Oh, and it was just funny. Uh, she still got invited to potlucks. Uh, people just, there was just a subtle, uh, there was just a subtle knowledge of like, you're going to have some cat hair with, you're going to yeah, have some cat yeah, hair with your snack. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, all right. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a good, I think it's a good analogy. I, I said, I put so much thought into the 20 minutes before I lecture or present at a conference because I want to get people into the right space and I want to create this atmosphere. And the music is a big part of that. And just trying to think about, I mean, it's, it's subtle stuff and I, we're not trying to get into, into lecturing stuff, but um, I've done everything from tape off rows of chairs in the back of the room with like caution tape mm -hmm. uh, because I think the crowd may be kind of small and I don't want them to spread out across the room because then they spread out, they're not together and the energy is really sure. low. And if I tape off the back four or five rows and like, don't sit here, then people will have to move forward and they have to sit and they sit closer together. And there's more energy when people are together and they feed off of each other. And when someone laughs, the people around them laugh. Right. And like, that's the level of thought that I, I put into these things. And I take the tape off when the front half of the room fills up. Um, and so how does that translate? It does translate. It really is about creating that space. It's about getting the energy together. It's, you know, part of the reason of putting the 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 donuts or the breakfast or whatever into the break room is to draw people into the break room. And right. you have the coffee in the break room. And just just that fellowship time before everybody scatters off to do curbside and move up to the front and work in the treatment room. But like those those things matter. And those those are the things that we that we want to focus on. And again, everything is very specific to your culture, your team, what they like, what they're into, um, you know, and, and what works for you you and how was you driving two hours to get Panera from the next town over? Like, I don't think right. Panera is the point, it, but, but it's, it is that, it is that thing. Um, I don't know if you, if you love to cook, you know, bring, bring, bring pancakes. I mean, it, it doesn't, right. it can be anything, right. and, and it, but a, the more it reflects the culture of your, uh, team community, the better off I think that you are. Mm-hmm. All right, so cool. So th that's that's that's. I think I think we've we've kind of we're starting to get this thing beaten pretty well into submission here. Music, food. What else you got on your list? Uh, so so the dress code is part of it. Get okay. up, get yep. dressed. Yeah. Um, but it's music, it's food. Honestly, guys, culture comes from the top. It 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 really does. Um, you can have you can have streamers and confetti and a mariachi band and the vet comes in and goes, oh, I don't have time for this crap. And all of it, you know what I mean? And yeah. all the energy goes out of everything. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't have time. God, these people are so stupid that it just, it's just like, you know, all the wind comes out of the sails. Yep. And, and, and so that's, and that's the culture from the top. And so I, I say that because it's funny people. <laughs> I don't understand. I buy them bagels. And I play a, a, a funky boy band music, and they still have a crappy time, idiots. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. You can, you can buy as many bagels as you want, buddy, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. this is not going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah, I, I just think you have to say that. I think part of it is you have to exhibit the behavior you want to see. You have to put out in the world what you want to exist. And so if you're the doctor working on Saturday, 
and you come in and you have a bagel or you have a donut and you dance a little bit to the music and, and high five some people, um, hey, that's how you do it. Yeah. But, but if, but if, if your doctors, you know, if your leadership doesn't buy in and they don't want to make this, you know, um, a, a happy day, then, then, then it's not going to be. And I, I'm not talking about being fake and, and, and we all have bad days and gosh, trust me, we've all had bad Saturdays. But I think if it's something that you can talk about getting leadership on board with is, Hey guys, we want to, we want to lighten the tone on Saturday, you know, mm-hmm. and, and have the, have the leadership. You know, if you say, guys, the dress code is relaxed, but I'm still wearing my tie and, right. you know, and things like that, then, then you're sending mixed messages. You know, you're like, right. you can wear less if you want. I'll be watching. And so so well, that leadership part of it is really important. Totally. And I think that there's ways to do that without, um, without giving up who you are as a person. So I, I worked with a doctor who was very, very traditional button up, um, you know, coat and tie. Um, but when we did, when we did fun days, he would wear a fun tie. And so it wasn't him to not wear his tie to work like that. That was his comfort zone that made him, that made him feel good. And it was part of who he was. But he recognized the importance of it. And so he had a great time finding super fun and crazy ties. And he would wear that on our fun day. It's not about giving up who you are as a person. It's about figuring out how do you how do you integrate with your team and how do you create that connection with them because they need you to be a part of it. Yeah, I complete I completely agree. We uh we practice about we mean my my team and I, we're about 30 to 40 minutes from Clemson University and it's college football season. Mm-hmm. And so you better believe that Saturdays are college football in the South college football in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, you can rock that tie. And if it's a big orange Clemson tie, mm-hmm. people are going to love it. We go the, all the way up to, you know, people get the little temporary tattoos, uh, like right. little sticker mm-hmm. things and yep. you put them on their face. They'll have a little a tiger right. paw on their face and things. And that stuff is fun. And if you, su- you support that, it's this weird system. And I just, I feel like I keep circling back to this. I, I think the analytical people, I, I worry that they're listening to this podcast and they're like, they're writing this down, tiger paw on cheek um, equals fun. <laughs> um, and it's not even that I just, I keep circling back to is, it's not that Dr. Smith's tie is hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's that Dr. Smith picked this out and it is his, love language you know what i mean it is it is his it is his language of hey it's saturday guys let's just get to one o'clock yeah you know and we're gonna enjoy this weekend and so i i love i love that you said i'm not trying to i'm not trying to make dr smith paint his face that's never gonna happen and if he does he'll be so wildly uncomfortable that the mood will not be fun it will be awkwardness you know yeah yeah, I, I think that's a great point. I, I think that's what I got mostly. It's it's lay the groundwork outside of outside of that day, and just just lean into culture. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. It's team community. Uh, mm-hmm. That's just that's where my head is. And then figure out your Saturday pumpkin spice. Yeah. What is the thing that stands alone that triggers those emotional um, connections to to what Saturday is and to the excitement of the weekend? And this is a fun day. And, and just figure out what they are, and they can be. They can be big or small, but, but I really do thinking about those things, setting the tone and especially having the leadership on board of, Hey guys, um, I, as the doctor here, I want Saturday to be fun and Mm -hmm. I want you guys to be fun. And I know it's going to be busy and it really is. Um, a lot of it comes down to the old choose happy, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I know it's going to be chaos on Saturday. Right. And I, I show up, um, and I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know it's going to be crazy. So I can walk in and go, guys, it's going to be, it's going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, it's going to be a headache, but God, I just hope we get out of here by, by three o'clock. I can show up with that mentality and it's justified. Mm-hmm. Or I can show up and be like, Hey, hey Stephanie Goss, you bring your running shoes. We're going to bust it today. Mm-hmm. We're Guys, we're going to, I want to see superheroes everywhere because we're getting out of here. We're going to have a great weekend. So mm-hmm. let's rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And like that's 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 literally the stuff the, the ridiculous things that come out of my mouth. But yeah. people enjoy it, and and yeah. and I do take that mentality. And then what's funny is it's a self perpetuating 
uh, system where I come in. And I'm like, yeah, I got my running shoes on. And the techs will, and, and I high five people. I love high fiving people. Uh, before COVID, I would definitely high five a lot more people. But, um, <laughs> but I high five people. You know what I mean? And right. the idea is if I can get my technician to feel that way, then when I stumble, when I have a hard case, then my technician's attitude buoys me back up, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. because your emotions are contagious. Yeah. And if I bring that positivity and I have the we have the music on and and you know, um and and we're wearing our, our Clemson gear or whatever, um that's that's contagious. It spreads. But then when I have a hard time and I come back in the treatment room and the treatment room is is a nice fun place to be and people are bouncing around and happy to help. That 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 comes back to me, right? It lifts me back up. So anyway, you you kind of you create this thing, and it's a flywheel. Anyway, yeah, I I think I think you're totally right, and I think um, a piece of what you said really resonated um, when you when you have a hard case or you need to take a break, then somebody else is spirit buoys you up. And I think for me, that's another important point is. Um, taking care of each other and making sure that everybody actually takes breaks because when it gets crazy busy that's when we tend to lean in and it's like let's just grind it out and get it done um when I I uh my first clinic I worked Saturdays for years um and I actually loved working Saturdays Mm -hmm. because the day was so busy and it would fly by and um it we we made Saturdays fun. One of the things that's really important when it's crazy busy and you're working like that, got to take a break. Having supporting each other and saying I'm gonna I'm gonna take lunch. I'm gonna go for a walk. I'm gonna take five. When you work at that that crazy pace over a sustained period of time, that's when everybody's like, oh my god, it's six o'clock and I'm exhausted. I haven't eaten all day. I haven't peed. Like that is when it's so important to support each other and. Um, to be the the buoy, to be the lifesaver for the for the other members of your team. Have you taken a break yet? Go take five. I got this. I'll cover you. Like having a system in place so that everybody is supported and everybody gets to take takes breaks and take lunches on the on the weekends, whether it's Saturday or Sunday, because those days are are in general overwhelmingly busy um, comparative to a lot of other week weekdays in a veterinary practice. Oh. I, I think this is great. I'm super glad we got this out and talked about it. Um, yeah, I don't think we've done a podcast episode like this, but I, I, I think that was a fantastic uh, question. How do I make Saturdays fun? So I'm glad we did this. Thanks for doing it with me, Steph. Yeah, this is a good one. Hopefully it helped. And that's our episode. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. As always, check out UnchartedVet.com. See if you need to be a member in the Uncharted community. It really is an amazing place. And guys, membership is just booming right now. I, the workshops we're doing are i mean honestly i'm super proud of them and people love them and our members get them for free and they're not stopping so if you've been on the fence now is the time uncharted.com check it out i'll see you next week